Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford and today I'm sitting again with a beautiful soul, a woman from way, way, way across the other side of the world who spent time with Sid in his early days learning about life and learning about this understanding. A woman who I only met last year, actually, around about this time last year, through my friend, our mutual friend, Karen Miller-Williams, who hosted a dinner party at her house. And I'm so grateful to Karen for introducing us, Marika, because you have such a beautiful heart and I, I love the way that you show up in the world. So welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, Marika. Oh, thank you, Jackie. I was delighted to meet you. and I have such warm feelings towards you too. And what a pl- privilege it is to sit down and to chat in your living room with you. I see your beautiful fire in the background. And, oh, two, two girls visiting. I just love this. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome, Marika. Marika, can you tell people sort of what you do, what your day job is, how you make your living, you know, how you show up in the world? Sure. Sure. Well, my my day job is I'm a high school career advisor in two high schools. So um, I have students visiting my office. I visit um, students um, in their classrooms and do presentations and really just um, encourage them to explore their passions and their loves and how to make their lives go in that direction. I see the video is off. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine, Marika. I've just um, okay. turned you off so that, that the sound is perfect. You know, you okay, perfect. You are. Yeah. So um, I, uh, yeah, I, I love I love having time with the young people, and um, what really touches me is we have a few minutes together or a short session together, and they arrive with a furled brow and they walk out with a spring in their step, regardless of what we've talked about. But um, to me, um, that's a gift they give to me is, is to join me in this lighter, lighter hearted, uh, a fresh uh, look at the world. And um, I'm you know, grateful for that every day. Um, I'm also uh, a mother to young adults. My daughter is uh, 39 and my son is 36. And I have two lovely grandchildren, two boys, five and eight. So I'm involved in their lives a lot. So um, uh, I keep learning from all my connections with them as well, you know, just sharing the love, sharing experiences, sharing the learning. <laughs> yeah, it, it's delightful. And of course, I have Richard here, uh, my husband. So... Um, yeah, I love my garden. I love the outdoors. Um, in the summers, I uh, spend my time on Salt Spring Island, and I'm just loving the nature there and, you know, the fresh air and our dear friends there. 
you know Marika already you know when you come across someone who really gets this understanding all you keep hearing is oh I love this oh I love that oh I love this you know it's all these <laughs> simple things in life you know I mean you you know said would yeah. always say, oh, it was the best cup of tea I've ever had yeah each experience it, it is it's just new again isn't it it is it is I, yeah I remember when I when we first met him I was quite young and when I lived at home, it was my job, you know, my father said, you need to go weed this many rows in the garden. And gardening was not exactly my favorite thing. And then we met Sid, and I was maybe, I was 19 when we met Sid. And uh, he would always be going on about his beautiful garden and how he loved to do this and he loved to do that. And I thought, gee, that's a really curious idea to me. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and then the passion took me over <laughs> as well, because I, I just realized I could really enjoy it for a change. Yeah. So, uh, it's just the simple things that it's the everyday experience that I learned to just appreciate in a way I hadn't noticed before. So simple living, simple living. It is, isn't it? And it's, it always strikes me as quite interesting, Marika, that people think they want windswept and interesting when the magic is in just the simplicity of life. You know, like you said in the beginning, hanging out with family, hanging out with friends, being in nature, you know, not taking things too seriously, understanding where your state of mind is and, you know, when you're actually causing yourself to suffer rather than you know, anything else going on. And I, I know that you've had a few experiences lately. You mentioned before the podcast started that you had some, some surgery on your mouth mm -hmm. and it kind of, you know, it laid you low for 10 days. What happened in your head <laughs> when that was going on? <laughs> well, it was funny. When I went into it, I'd been so overworked at work. So I thought, oh, um, recovery is going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have a rest, you know. And then it happened. It was all <laughs> a little bit of a surprise. But then, no, I just, you know what? I, regardless of what was happening to my body, it let my mind slow down, and I was just very, very grateful. Again, you know, um, I wasn't healing as quickly as I thought or how I how I expected, but I had lovely medical support as needed. But that wasn't the issue. It was more just accept and going back inside. You know, um, what's been really touching me, hitting me lately is, is like experiencing the world and what it brings mm -hmm. and then going back and safety. So yeah, I experience things on a really human level, but I realize I don't want to live there too long. So yeah, it's but, like just giving giving in to, to the other side almost, right? It, it, yeah. But, there's but, a comfort. Absolutely. There's a comfort there, but there's also a learning there too, isn't there? Right. You know, it, it's like our human experience does. We, we ebb and flow. We ebb and yeah. flow just like the tides. We, 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 you know, we sort of, we, fl we flow in consciousness. Then all of a sudden we ebb back into a state that's maybe not quite as alert and awake as we would like to be. And I, I know myself, Marika, if I, 
you know, and, and it is a case of if I see it, it's not, I don't always see it, but if I see it, and all of a sudden, you know, my, my face is tense or my shoulders are tense or, you know, I just have this, you know, a different kind of tight feeling about me. I know that somewhere mm-hmm. I'm believing in something that's going on in my mind, which I may or may not be consciously aware of. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And when I, for me, it's a matter of just noticing it. and. And, and, you know, there's nothing to do about it for me, you know. Sometimes I'll go for a walk or do whatever, but, like, it's, it's not the doing something about it. But it's just noticing, oh, that's what's happening. And then realizing it's not a feeling I, I particularly want. Yeah. And then I, I sink back into a feeling of love. That, that's how I can describe it. It's, um, mm-hmm. And then there's information in that that feeling for me of what to do next or what not to do next. There's a guidance to me when I let go and sink into a feeling of love. That's all I can describe. Um, There's safety in that. There's inspiration in that. There's almost instructions in that, you know, but it doesn't come the other way around. And, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm too involved in the outside world, um, sometimes I want all the information first. So I know, you know, mm. give me the goods and then I'll do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm learning. No, it doesn't work that way necessarily. Right. Sometimes I have to sink back into that trust that from that nice feeling, common sense will take over and guide me. And yeah. That has been a gift in my life that it's always there. I don't always see it, Mm. but when I notice I'm off, I'm just noticing, nothing to do. It's like, then there's just patience and and you let that that come back. Mm. That's how I've been seeing it lately. It's, um, It's It's a real gift. It's a real gift. Marika, can I ask you just to turn your video off, love? Because we just get a wee bit of of problem hearing you at times. Sure, sure. Is that better? Oh, that's wonderful. Um, You know, when when you were speaking earlier, Marika, about, you know, working with the high school students and that, you know, Mm -hmm. how lucky are they that they get you and everything that you know about how life really works? Mm. And one of my daughters, my youngest daughter, Lauren, called me this morning and you know she's in her third year at university so she's she's (laughs) trying to balance seeing her boyfriend who lives in a different city doing her work doing her studying keeping up with family keeping up with friends and she called me this morning and I just said something was off you know that that mama intuition yeah Uh, you know and and I just said to her you know here I'm sensing something, Lauren. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I immediately burst out crying. Oh. And she talked about it. She just said she was feeling overwhelmed and, you know, she felt as though she wasn't doing everything she was meant to do. And, you know, she felt she was letting people down. And, and we just had this gorgeous little chat about how life really works. And, and, 
how she's just at this gorgeous point in her life of of learning and experiencing life so that she's building up this this muscle this spiritual muscle of understanding where she is and and how life is unfolding for her and it's it's the experience is actually just bringing her evidence oh that's beautiful and and that she has you to support her in her discoveries like what a gift as a parent oh, to watch I, the unfolding and for her, both of you, I, you know, I love that. And it's the same with my daughter, you know, we're very close and, uh, you know, she shares her life's joys and challenges <laughs> as well. And yeah, j- just to have the relationship, that loving support, regardless of, of what's going on that carries you, right? There's knowledge that comes out of it. I learn from her every day too, you know, Mm. even though I've had more life experience, I find her take fascinating. Mm. Um, And uh, I just have such respect for her. She's a kindergarten teacher. Oh, how lovely. Yes, and takes on a lot of of work and has her own little boys. Uh So her life is, is very... And I support her and her husband, you know, however I can with my time and my love. And, um, you know, I just feel so lucky to have kindred spirits, right? That happen to be our family, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's just gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. I, I know myself yeah. that, oh my goodness, I hear so much from my girls, like you, they, they show me my humanity. Oh, yes, they're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and they help me laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what I love about you, Monique, because you, you're in that same space as me, that it's, it's really funny. You know, when they do that, I mean, <laughs> about two months ago, my, um, I went to hairdresser with my, my middle daughter, Nikki, mm-hmm. and she was getting her hair cut. And well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. She was getting her nails done, and I was paying for her to get her nails done because she was going on holiday. And when the lady finished, I gave Nikki a couple of pounds and I said to her, Go and give that to the lady. (laughs) And my daughter's 23, and I'm the kind of person that I whisper as though I'm in a sawmill. (laughs) Everybody could hear me. <laughs> my daughter Nikki just looked at me and she said, Mum, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> oh, oh how we laughed. We laughed. Oh good. Oh good. Oh that's funny. Yeah. They know us so well. <laughs> Shine a light on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh my God, thank you, girls. But but I think that's good for them as well, isn't it? I mean, I know that I didn't have that yeah. kind of relationship with my mother, Marika. So uh, it's such a joy for them to see how I show up in the world and for me to see how they show up. And we're all learning. But it's just, as you mentioned earlier, so beautifully, from this space of love and from presence, Mm. yeah yeah there's just um 
That's right. You know, for, from that foundation of love, you know, if that's where we come from, mm. it's like even when you do wrong or supposedly, you know, <laughs> like the kids catch us doing something they disapprove of. <laughs> it's handled with such, such love, you know, that, that you can laugh your way through it, which is, you know, I, I just love that. My son is very good at it too, you know. Um, you know, he catches me all the time, you know. <laughs> he just raises his eyebrow at me. It's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> and, but how does, how does oh, he respond God. when you catch him? Is he, is he equally as, as, as giving? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that answer, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. My daughter is more so. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you know, like each kid is so different, right? That, yeah. Um, he is a sweetheart in his way, but they're they're both so different, right? Mm. So, I remember when um, when Melissa was just tiny. She was one of those babies that just she was always had eye contact with me. She knew what was going on, like on a feeling level when we were out and about, like when she was a toddler and somebody would do something silly in the shop, you know, do something naughty or something. She just raised an eyebrow and look at me. And then we'd both smile. Nothing would be said. Like really tiny. She was just aware of what was going on. And, um, and that continued all through our lives. She was just easy. And if she did something that I disapproved of when she was like two or three, all I had to do was raise an eyebrow and look at her and she'd self-correct. Like she didn't like that dissonant yeah. feeling, you know, that, you know, feeling off with me. So, and then as she became a teenager, same thing. It was like, she had just such common sense and such awareness of what felt right and what didn't mm. that, you know, I thought, well, what's all this parenting business about? You know, why are people having such a tough time? There's nothing to it. You treat them with love and you share your feelings and, you know, what's this all about? And then um, when our son came along three years after she was born, he was a little, little fellow, a loving little soul with a twinkle in his eye, you know, that mischievous twinkle. He all begged to, to differ. <laughs> That was his way of looking at the world. And I was shocked. So I realized, oh, it has nothing to do with my wonderful parenting skills. <laughs> that must have been a shocker. Oh, I needed that knock in the head, you know. I was just getting too full of myself. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, life taught me, you know. like um, we, we have different circumstances different people that come into our lives and we learn from them and learn to love the learning with them and you know uh, and Kevin still has that twinkle in his eye to this day you know which keeps me laughing and uh, it is just lovely but he, he's his own man <laughs> you know? he yeah. does what he loves and, and that's that's fine you know so yeah all different right but all, <clears throat> all different but all the same Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, you know, you can have an intellectual understanding of that, Marika, you know, when you're, you're being brought up by parents who, who feel that same way, you know, yeah. that we're all the same and no one's different. But when you really, truly see that and you feel that with 
no matter who is sitting in front of you, no matter what label society might want to apply to, to any of us or either of us. Yeah. It's just, it's that space, isn't it? It's so yeah. to a gorgeous space of just being. And I find that as a mum, you know, I laugh at the label of mum and mother and mama and, you know, because mm. I, I don't parent my girls. I haven't for years. Mm. You know, we gather together, we're all hyper, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're all human beings sitting on the couch having oh. a chat. And all yeah. of a sudden, we just all drop down into that space of, we're just fellow souls on our journey trying to make sense of life and and learn and, and, and become who we're meant to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And yeah, I, I really feel that too, Jackie. Mm. Because whether they're my family or my students or my friends, it's just knowing that we're in this together, learning through our each of us has our own circumstances to learn from, but we're all the same in how we create our life. And, and when I just sit back and just enjoy somebody, regardless of what, you know, who or what the circumstances are, it's just that feeling of connection that takes over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether something is said or not, you know, I, I may not always, you know, rec- say that with my students, but I feel it. Yeah. And they feel it. And it's the same with my husband. And um, yeah, I love that you pointed us back to that because that, that's where it's all true. Yeah. The differences all vary and come and go. But it's the essence of who we are. And when my mind stills, you know, I enjoy the variety and the differences and the excitement and all that. But underneath it all, just noticing for me that we're all in this journey together, as I think you said earlier, yeah. experiencing and, and um, learning from each other. You know, that, that feeling of connection just with life, mm-hmm. you know, with something deeper inside me and in my own self I just acknowledge that whoever I am with and when I feel it strongly um, it just builds connection between the person and I whether we acknowledge it or not I just feel it Mm -hmm. and I guess I keep coming back to feelings because that's what I really learned from Sid to, you know, like, listen to your feelings. Because mm-hmm. um, that, t- that, always, that always guides you to whether you're on or not. Yeah. And to me, that, that was the most precious thing, you know, because I didn't know that before. All my life before, I was a goal setter. I you know, from when I was a kid, you know, and then I'd be disappointed when I reached my goal and the feeling didn't change. And, you know, whether it was um, going to school, you know, graduating from high school, having a boyfriend, <laughs> um, getting my, um, my college 
done, getting my job, getting a house. Um, I'd hit all those landmarks that I had set up for myself, mm-hmm. you know, quite early in life. And the feeling wasn't there. It, it was like I was almost depressed. I was sad every day wondering, well, is this it? Mm-hmm. The feeling was missing. And then we were married for maybe a year. And, and I was really wondering because this was not at all how I expected my life to feel. Mm-hmm. Look, on the outside, everyone admired us. Look, you know, they've, what they've done. And, but no, it had nothing to do with that. And um, that's when we met Sid. It was just a, such a fortuitous time. Because I, you know, God knows where, where I would be today. Mm-hmm. But it was simple because I knew so little in those days. I didn't understand hardly a thing he said. But mm-hmm. I trusted that that feeling because when we listened to him talk the few times or we listened to a tape or something, something sat right in my heart. I recognized the truth in me. You know, he spurred something in me that, that brought it alive. And that's where the value of the three principles has been in my life. It's like, learning to trust that feeling to guide you and listening to it. Um, It's beautiful, Marika. It's listening to it and building evidence. That spiritual muscle that I spoke about earlier. Mm. I mean, you know this. I I told you the story before about, you know, when our girls were, two of them were already at university and the third one was going to university. Mm -hmm. And... One night I was just on the internet looking at houses, you know, as you do, looking mm-hmm. at the And I was having a bit of a giggle and, I, you know, I kept saying every nice house that I found, I'd say, there's my dream house. <laughs> there's my dream house. <laughs> to the point that they all got fed up with me saying there was my dream house. <laughs> but all of a sudden I, I just said, oh my God, there is my dream house. And they didn't believe me. And I showed it to my husband. I showed it to Jerry. Yeah. And he liked it. So bear in mind, we live in a city with over three quarters of a million people, everything on tap, incredible yeah. broadband speeds, you name it, we've got it, it's there. Yeah, yeah. And we went to see this house, you know, we thought we would downsize when the kids left, but we yeah. upsized. <laughs> um, and we moved from, well, when we came to see the house, you know, a beautiful house, needed a lot of work done to it, it had been empty for a few years. Um, and we just got up in our heads about it because we realised, you know, maybe this wasn't the right thing for us. And Jerry said to me, he said, Jackie, just, just leave it. Leave it. If it's, if it's meant to be for us, it won't leave our minds. It'll keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, after about two weeks, you know, it just hadn't gone away. And we thought, well, we'll just go back down and see it one more time. Yeah. And we came down to see it, Marika, and I was standing upstairs in one of the front bedrooms and there's sea views from the house. You know, we, we wow. didn't even know this house was near the sea when we saw it, you know, at first. Wow. And it's literally five minutes away from where we are. So I'm looking onto the sea and I could see this volcanic plug called Ailsa Creek, which is a huge, gorgeous, big rock in the middle of the Irish Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, I turned around to my husband. I had tears in my eyes and I said to him, 
I feel as though I can breathe. Oh. I had never said anything like that in my life before. I had no idea where it came from. It was like I had been possessed in that moment. Hmm. We both knew we were meant meant to live here, Marika. So we moved oh. from a, a city of three quarters of a million people to a village of 750 with, with wow. one shop and one restaurant um, in the middle of nowhere. We're in the country. We, you know, we're five minutes from the sea. Wow. You know, <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> nothing on tap. The broadband speed's terrible. I had to get 4G installed in the house. It has. Oh, my goodness. Um, but you knew. We knew. We knew. And it has been the best thing we've ever done you know following that feeling and so I guess what I'm pointing for the people that are listening is sometimes things don't make intellectual sense to us but that feeling is so strong that it doesn't have to make intellectual sense right it will unfold you will see why you're being guided or pointed to do one thing over another thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you were still enough to notice it. I love that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I said in one of the other podcasts, I, I don't think I've got too much going on in between my ears these days. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I do. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, often, you know, when my days are so full, you know, I have people at my door constantly. My phone is ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, work I need to get done on the side kind of thing. And, and um, you know, sometimes I have the luxury of stepping outside. We have a park near the school and, you know, I go for a walk. But usually I don't have the luxury of time to, to do such a thing. So it's just in my own self is just sinking back into that quiet momentarily, right? It can be in the middle of a conversation, even when I'm with somebody, where it, it just happens. It's like you, you feel the need for a shift or something happens and, and things just quieten. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, things, t- you know, take, I guess, the direction they're supposed to take. But, you know, I love that, that it's always with us. Yeah. Th- that's what's been striking me. So no matter how exciting life is, no matter how um, full it is, no matter how challenging it is, no matter how peaceful it is, um, it's all, it, it's who we are. Yeah. And I'm learning to rec, you know, I've been involved in this most of my life. So, and I, I feel like I'm learning this for the first time again. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's who we really are. And the rest of our experience, that's just the dressing. Mm-hmm. But perhaps it's because I've been challenged on a few different levels in my life <laughs> in the last little while. That it, it just made me realize that's what you know that's that's all I have that's all I am mm. and you know I may have various expressions of who I am in my life but such comfort and such peace mm. coming back 
you know, it's always there and it's all, that's who I am. I don't know. I'm not very articulate at explaining this. I admire the people who are so articulate in explaining how it all works, but um, I'm just boiling it down to the simplest that I know because that's what I understand. Please, please don't ever think you're not articulating this beautifully because you are. And that goes to everyone else who's listening to this. You know, when you speak from your heart, just as Marika is, you're sharing, you're sharing your truth. And as Sid always pointed people towards, and, and all other mystic teachers do as well, it's, it's not in the words. <laughs> the words are our the form that we can use to try to express what what we're thinking. But Mm. all the information isn't in there. That's right. That's right. You know, know, (laughs) that that was something that I used to get in my head about an awful lot, Marika, was, um, you know, you look at people who are just beautiful teachers and they're so articulate and, you know, um, and when I first came across this understanding, I just fell down the rabbit hole for a couple of years. <laughs> Couldn't really talk about it, didn't even know who I was. <laughs> so I would get really jealous of these people that, that, that could really speak so beautifully. And then I realised, <laughs> I'm not them and they're not me. Yeah. And every single one of us, when you know, we, we, we understand this speaks from what we know what we know is true yeah yeah and i'll tell you something the best teachers that i've ever listened to are ones that stir my feelings yeah not my intellect yeah and because it's when your heart is stirred when your inner self is stirred that's you speaking Mm. It's like, you know, um, when, when listening to Sid, you know, um, it, it's a recognition, a coming home. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. That's what I felt when we were together. Mm-hmm. And even just, you know, if we're making dinner together or working in the yard together, with him, it was just that feeling of being at home. And sometimes we, you know, occasionally, not that often would he actually talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But really in the living and that feeling of home in that, that half, you know, that nice, peaceful feeling. And being into the, the yard, like, he would love, he loved talking, decorating with me. You know, man, mm-hmm. he would have loved playing around in your house with you. With all. <laughs> he had ideas and, you know, and same in the garden, you know, it was just, um, it was the richness of, of life's experience, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was always information in the feeling and on a very practical level, when I, you know, I developed my love of gardening um, early in our marriage there when we had a house, um, it's like all these ideas I could never have thought of came to me because I had a beautiful feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, so whether it's in relationships or something in your garden or something to do with work or something, it's like that. You put that first 
and and somehow well Fib used to say there's information in a feeling mm -hmm. and I love that I love that because I didn't even have to know what it was but just saying that things would come yeah and I think that's so important isn't it Marika you know we're sort of conditioned and, and taught as we grow up there's information in the feeling so go digging to find out exactly what it is mm. you know it's it's you know if it's a good feeling you know if it's a not not so comfortable a feeling but mm. you'll also know if you're meant to do something about it yeah 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 no absolutely yeah when you live in that feeling of love love period you know mm. just love from inside yourself when that feeling of, of gratefulness um, that tells me that tells me oh yeah Marika if you could leave our listeners with some wise words and you're obviously going to leave them with a deep feeling what would you say to them mm. Trust that it's inside you. Know that you are the three principles. Know that you are the expression. And be open to sink into that more. Look for that feeling of love and the understanding just comes. and go hand in hand. That's beautiful, Marika. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Unashamedly Human podcast. I just love how you speak about misunderstanding and the beautiful feeling that you come from. Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. <laughs> I love talking with you too. You're such a sweet friend. And uh, humanity, right? It's a shared life's experience. I, I look forward to... Uh, next time we meet or chat again. Thank you so much. I learned from you so much too. Bye for now, Marika. Lots of love. Oh, you too, Jackie. Hey, you could be larger than life. Cool.